Turn to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 26. Last time we were looking at Matthew, we looked at the prayers of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Uh, before that, we looked at the promise of Peter, I will never forsake you. And that has significance as we go later, not tonight, but in this chapter 26. And last time we concluded with 45 and 46 of 26, chapter 26. <clears throat> then cometh he to the disciples and saith unto them, Sleep on now, take your rest. Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Lost opportunity, had they not? <clears throat> How many times have we lost an opportunity when we could have taken an opportunity to serve the Lord or to minister for the Lord for his glory? And they missed it. At this, they didn't know what was about to transpire, but they certainly were awakened with a rude shock in the moments to follow, where the Lord said, Rise, let us be going. Behold, he is at hand that doth betray me. And so he, as it were, the Lord was plunging into what was going to happen here. The time is at hand, or the hour is at hand, he said in verse 45. What the Lord was saying was happening. He was going to be betrayed right now. And the traitor is at hand in verse 46 of the time, and the traitor is at hand. It, uh, Let us rise, be going. Behold, he is at hand that doth betray me. You know, we go through life and we don't know what's at hand. It's just round the corner, as we say. But uh, sometimes we're surprised and shocked, and, 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 and life can take a turn in a second. <laughs> totally different to what we've experienced and we need to be prepared for what's at hand and have our heart right with God and walking with him and to be able to by faith absorb the shock and believe the Lord will keep his promises to us and so the traitor is at hand and as we've been looking at the last three Wednesday evenings the attacks of the devil upon the the, the world the the people of the world, the Lord and the and God's people in the times past. And we just went through a few of them. We've got one to finish on the Wednesday night, Lord willing, this week, about the attacks of the, the enemy. And here we see the attack of the enemy trying to destroy the, the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> he can't do that. <laughs> he tried. It'd be better for this man if he had never been born. It is at hand, the traitor's hand is at hand. Having walked and talked with Jesus for three whole years, having walked and talked with the Messiah, the creator of the universe, there's a danger there, isn't there, for us to think we're okay, but we're not. And he was not okay, spiritually speaking having been chosen to be an apostle by Christ himself in Luke chapter 6, verse 13 to 16. What a high calling he was called to in ministry. What endless possibilities. And his aspirations were that he rule with the Lord. That's the problem. The heart, he had a heart problem, Judas did. Having witnessed the healings, Having witnessed the miracles that occurred in the ministry of the Lord, he still didn't believe in his heart. Having witnessed resurrections, 
He might have been there for three resurrections, but still didn't believe in his heart. In his head, but not his heart. Now, the, the devil believes and trembles. Having held the bag, having had the business of treasury of the disciples and of the Lord's ministry, he still didn't believe. Having seen the things that happened and how their needs were met over and over again, he still didn't believe. Oh, what a terrible traitor and a tragic end to this traitor's life. Once we reject the truth and follow error as he in his heart did, there's no telling where we will end. I can think in my mind, but I wouldn't say by name, people that have gone down that path. Rejected the truth and gone into error. And it seems that they sink to greater depths than people that have not known the truth before. Terrible place to be in, isn't it? I had, had one say to me, I'm irredeemable. Irredeemable. I thought, well, there is hope while there's life. But it seems once one has rejected the truth in their mind and their heart, then there's a place of irredeemable. That's what they felt. That's what they said to me. Privilege brings responsibility, does it not? As we read in Romans chapter 1, we won't turn there about the people that knew their creator. They knew that there was a creator, knew about creation. And then they rejected that in their heart and they sunk to new depths. Our generation is there in Romans 1. It's sinking to terrible depths of sin. And it's accepted as normal now. Where it wasn't. And the, the, in, I mean, people at 40 now remember when these things were rejected. When people were locked up for doing what they now celebrate. Privilege brings a responsibility. We have a responsibility. And as concerning the nation of Israel, and we were reading a bit about that in Psalm 69 earlier, that they, they had great privileges. And Romans 9 tells us they were given the oracles of God. They were given the, the Messiah through them, but they rejected that and they sunk to great responsibility. And Paul was burying his heart for his nation, for his people. Oh, to God that they would turn but chapter 9, 10 and 11 of Romans is all about Paul's heart for Israel as a nation that rejected the message. He, he knew, he knew he was there. He'd been there, hadn't he? He was a rejecter until the light shone in his heart on the road to Damascus. And so the Lord's plunging here into this. He knows what's coming in the next few hours and the next evening and the next day. And he said, sleep on. You've missed it. And you don't know what's about to hit you. And the time that they should have been in prayer, they were asleeping. And brother reminded us, Pastor McConnell reminded us this morning of that. And in the wee hours of the morning, waking and praying, seek the Lord at that hour. If, the, if you wake up and pray up, pray for people and a good hour to pray in that hour. 
verse 47 of Matthew 26, we come to the prosecution of Jesus. He is arrested first of all in verses 47 to 56. And while he yet spoke, lo, Judas, while he was speaking, it's at hand, it's, it's happening now, as he said to the disciples, sleep on. <clears throat> and lo, Judas, one of the twelve, came, and with him a great multitude with swords and staffs from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now he that betrayed him gave him a sign, them a sign, saying, Whomsoever I shall kiss, the same is he. Hold him fast. And forthwith he came to Jesus and said, Hail, Master, and kissed him. And Jesus said, Jesus said unto him, Friend, why art thou come? Then came they and laid hands on Jesus and took him. And behold, one of, the, <clears throat> of those who were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck off the servant of the high priest and smote off his ear. Then said Jesus unto him, Put up again thy sword into its place, for all that, <clears throat> that take the sword shall perish with the sword. Thinkest thou that I cannot... Now pray to my father, and he shall presently give me more than twelve legions of angels. But now that, but how then shall the scriptures be fulfilled that must, thus it must be? In the same hour, Jesus said to the multitudes, Are ye come out against as a, a thief with swords and staves to take me? I sat daily with you, teaching you in the temple, and ye laid no hold on me. But all this was done that the scriptures might, of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples forsook him and fled. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for this account of your life when you were taken captive by wicked men, by the betrayer betrayed. And Lord, I pray that we would look at these things and think of our, of our lives and where, where we're at and what we're doing. And Lord, are we with you or against you? Are we in it for what we can get out of it or are we in it because we truly believe this is the truth, this is God's word, this affects me for eternity? Lord, not that we be like Judas at all, there be no Judases amongst us tonight. Lord, bless the word as it's ministered by your Holy Spirit to our hearts tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> the, <clears throat> As I said, the Lord is arrested. We have, first of all, if you've got the outline there in the bulletin, we have the renegades, <laughs> verse 47 to 49. The mob, to start with, the mob. How many turned up with Judas to arrest Jesus? It says, a great multitude. And they, what did they bring with them? Swords and staves, weapons, they were armed to the T, you might say. Why so many? Why so many arms? Why so many people? Why a multitude? Well, they had witnessed what Jesus could do. They had seen the miracles that he could perform. And so they were going to be sure that he wasn't going to get away. Uh, what foolish people. Hmm. They knew he had power, <clears throat> but they attributed the power that he had to Satan. They wanted to make sure... <coughs> excuse me... <coughs> that they could overpower him and his men and his, his, his disciples. And <clears throat> who was backing these people up? Probably walking behind them from the chief priest and elders of the people. <clears throat> the religious people were there. 
When Christ came the first time, the religions, religious people were against him. When Christ comes the second time, you know who will be chiefly against the Lord? The religious people. At the time when he comes to the church, it'll be the religious people that are against that. That's terrible, isn't it? They're on, they're on in the wrong camp. <clears throat> they're believing the wrong things. They're re, 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 thinking of man-made ideas and concepts, humanizing the truth. They're spiritualizing and changing the literal meaning of it. And these religious peoples were back in the wrong side. <laughs> what side are you on? Who are you backing? What is the word you're teaching? What is the word you're believing? Here is this wicked mob coming in and there will be the majority of the people when the Lord comes for all his people in the future will be on the wrong side and left to suffer the things to come. I pray that you do believe and show it by faith and a be believing of the word of God. We have the mob and then we have the man in verse 48 under these renegades. And now he that betrayed him gave him a sign saying, whomever I shall kiss, the same is he, hold him fast. The infamous man in verse 48. How many people know of Judas and his deed? There's a whole lot of people in this world know about Judas and his deed, isn't there? What, what, are they, what is the saying? Yes, I hear they have a saying. You're a Judas. You're a Judas. How do people know that? Even though they haven't been to Sunday school and church, but they know of this infamous man and his deed, well, they know a, Judas means a betrayer. Uh, and many people, even today, as the kiss of Judas is used as an act of betrayal or a saying of an act of betrayal. The infernal man, not the infamous man, but the infernal man as well in verse 48 there. A diabolical deed done by a devil-possessed individual. You know, a devil-possessed person doesn't always have a, a, a pitchfork and a tail. He can be like an angel of light, the scriptures say. <laughs> this infernal man appeared to be by the other disciples. Is it I? They, who, who, who is it? We don't know. <laughs> they asked that question when the Lord said previously one would betray. <clears throat> what could have the Lord done at this time to this measly mob? <laughs> Smitten them dead in their tracks flung them all into eternal hell in an instant. These swords and staves, <laughs> staves, staves, whatever the word is there, men point their guns at God. <laughs> They've done it in the past with their, the things here and in the past in the Old Testament history of the Jews. They'll do it in the future with all their modern weapons. They'll do it again. But it won't take effect. It won't hurt the master at all. They might have said, well, we, we caught him, we killed him. Yes, but he rose from the dead, didn't he? He didn't stay in the grave <clears throat> at that time. He, he rose again. 
And the master, we see in verse 49, said, And forthwith he came, oh sorry, <laughs> Judas said, And forthwith he came to Jesus and hail master, and he kissed him. And he kissed him, the betrayer's kiss. <laughs> Just get my order right here. Some pages got out of it. <laughs> the sign that Jesus was the one to capture was the kiss. This word is kataphileo. We know what phileo means. It means brotherly love. <laughs> Kata against. To kiss fervently it means. A grievous godless deed that Judas did. Like this is an act of love I'm doing to you. But it was an act of betrayal and Judas knew it. <clears throat> Did Jesus try to stop him? No, I remember Brother Weeks when he was here. He, he was back in a corner there. He was backed into a corner by a lady who, who was visiting with us and she was going to give him a holy kiss. He stopped her. <laughs> and I've reminded you of that. And he had both hands out and said, No, thanks. <laughs> Don't want that. The Lord let this man do this. Because it was a sign to happen. It was planned to happen. And we see the resistance in verse 50 comes from others. Jesus said unto him, Friend, why art thou come? Then came they and laid hands on Jesus and took him. <clears throat> Consider what you're doing, the Lord was saying to hear. Friend, why have you come? This was the Lord's last appeal to Judas, conscience here. Comrade, consider the consequences. You've been with me, you've heard me, you've seen the messages or heard the messages, you've seen the miracles I've done. There might be mercy yet for Judas. The Lord knew the horror of hell that awaited anybody that rejected him or rejects him. He knows it because he created it. He created hell and he knows that how bad it is. And he created it for the devil and his angels who had, who had resisted way, way back. There at creation or prior. And in verse 24, back a little bit of chapter 26, The Son of Man goeth, it is written of him, but woe unto the man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It had been good for that man that he had not been born, speaking of Judas. And why did Jesus say to this mob of religious renegades the things of verse 51? Then came they laid hands. Well, he told them. He warned them. He warned them again. And he said, Here, whom seek ye? Let's go to the Gospel of John, chapter 18, and uh, get it filled in a bit. John says more of this occasion in chapter 18 and verse 4. Where we read, Then Jesus, therefore knowing that all things should be come upon him, went forth and said unto them, Whom seek ye? It's like he, moved, he went forth. He wasn't backward in coming forward to really, he, he was saving the disciples here. They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus said unto them, I am he. And Judas also, whom betrayed him, stood with them. And and as soon then as he had said unto them, I am he, they went backward and fell to the ground. 
all their stores and swords and staves falling along with them. Can you imagine the picture? I, I believe the chief priests and they also fell over, <laughs> fell to the ground. Then asked he them again, just the sheer presence of the Lord had that effect upon them. He asked them again, whom seek ye? And I said unto him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said, I have told you, I am he. If therefore ye seek me, let these go their way. That the saying might be fulfilled, which was he spoke of them, whom thou gavest me, I have lost none. And save the Judas. Here. Whom seek ye? I am he. No weapon invented against the Lord or his people shall prosper. Let me read an article. I mentioned it on Wednesday night. <clears throat> From the Brigadier General of the Iranian Air Force. In the latest example of Iran's under, undying hatred of Israel, the head of Iran's Air Force says that his country is ready to destroy the Jewish nation. He said, we're ready for the decisive war that will bring about Israel's disappearance. Our armed forces are prepared for the day when Israel will be destroyed. Iranians air chief says, the Times of India, it was written in, in uh, January this year. This statement was made after Israel targeted Iranian weapons storehouses and intelligence facilities and training camps in Syria. A day earlier, Iran had targeted the Mount Hermon ski facility. I've been there. Well, I wasn't skiing, it was summer. But being there, it was empty. There's only one soldier we talked to up there. With a rocket, which was destroyed by Israel's Iron Dome defense system. In July 18, the deputy commander of Iran's Revolutionary Guards boasted that the Islamic army in Syria, in the Golan Heights, was awaiting orders to eradicate the evil regime of Israel. And as Satan stands ready to destroy at any time, doesn't he? And no weapon devised against the Lord and his people will prosper. And the Times of Israel said that. He said that the Zionist regime consists, constitutes a threat to the entire Islamic world. He's right and he's wrong, isn't he? <laughs> In 2016, Amhad, senior advisor to the elite Al-Quds force boasted if the supreme leader's orders are to be executed with the abilities and the equipment at our disposal this is Iran speaking we will raise the Zionist regime in less than eight minutes you see they've got rockets in Gaza they've got rockets in Lebanon and they've got rockets in Syria now 150,000 of them pointing at all the cities of Israel. And they think in eight minutes they press the button, it's all over for Israel. They're back with the Lord. No weapon that's con conspired against him or his people will prosper. This is the Times of Israel reported what I just said, or just read. In March 2016, he Iran tested ballistic missiles emblazoned with the words on them. You know how you write it on the rockets? Israel must be wiped off the map. Last year, Iran's supreme leader tweeted that Israel will not see the next 25 years. And this is delusional. 
For the Bible says that Israel cannot be destroyed and that the land is her God-given land, her judgments at God's hand during the times of the Gentiles as prophesied in Deuteronomy 28 will be complete, completed during the reign of the Antichrist. The conversion prophesied in Deuteronomy 30 verse 6 will occur and a true spiritual Israel will be at the heart of Christ's kingdom. Israel is back in the land and this is an exciting thing for Bible believers <coughs> especially when she becomes circumcised in heart, which she is not at this time. But I thought that was a thought as I was reading through this. Consider what you're doing, Judas. Consider what you're doing, those enemies that are gathered against the Lord, because it won't prosper. It didn't prosper in Esther's time when Persia, the same people we're just talking about, Iran, tried to wipe out the Jews. Instead, they, the enemies, were wiped out, weren't they, on the day assigned. And as the Lord said, as we read in verse 52, back in Matthew 26, oh, well, verse 51, we'll go back to what Peter did. And Peter, oh, and behold, one of those who were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck off the, side, the high priest's ear and smote it off. And Jesus said unto him, Put up again thy sword into its place, for all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. Thinkest not that I can, cannot now pray to the Father and he shall presently give me more than 12 legions of angels. <laughs> cool your heels, Peter. <laughs> Consider your ways and what you're doing, Judas and crowd. The Lord can bring a sword, bring a whole multitude upon you at this time, upon them at this time, Peter. I can do it. I don't need your sword. And poor old Peter was always getting into trouble, and again he did it. Uh, <clears throat> and the Lord healed this fellow's ear. Now, I don't know if Peter had a sharp sword or a blunt sword, but if you've come down that way and you've chopped off his ear, you've done damage, <clears throat> pretty bad damage to the ear, as it may have been hanging off all. Left, I can just imagine it all. But the Lord healed the... This happened before this mob. Yeah. This crowd, they saw it happen, a miracle. What are, they, what are they thinking? They're thinking Satan's doing it. That's, that's the only thing I can assume that they come to the conclusion because they get, went ahead to capture the Lord Jesus in the resistance of him. And so consider what you're doing. Cool your heels, Peter. We see the sword and we see the sovereign... Sovereign's reaction to that. <clears throat> Six, what is it? Twelve legions of angels. And in every legion, it, this is the Lord's, it's like there's all these angels looking over the balcony of heaven, ready at one word from the Lord to do something about this. Six times twelve, 70, 72,000. <laughs> angels ready to come. <clears throat> don't worry about it, Peter. It's all in and under control, is it not? <laughs> the Lord didn't need Peter's sword. <laughs> and Peter couldn't see that up yonder. They're waiting to do something. Um, <clears throat> he was going to be as a sheep before her shearer is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. He didn't call on the angels. He went through the suffering we see verse 54, but how then shall the scriptures be fulfilled that thus it must be? If he had called these 72,000, these legions of angels, these 12 legions, 
what would happen to the scriptures that were written about him to be fulfilled? They wouldn't have been fulfilled. The Old Testament types, such as Isaac on the Mount Moriah being offered, wouldn't be fulfilled. The Levitical offerings would not have been fulfilled. The Passover would not have been fulfilled. Jesus, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. The Ark of Noah, uh, the Ark of Safety, would not have been fulfilled. Jonah, three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish down in the depths of the earth would not be filled as, fulfilled as the Lord lay in the tomb that time. These things would not have been fulfilled. And twice this word, verse 54 and verse 56, is used. Direct prophecies such as Isaiah 53 would not have been fulfilled. The Lord put up your sword, I, I could do it myself. I could call legions of angels, but that's not going to be so. Scripture is going to be fulfilled. Psalm 69 that we read tonight, Psalm 22, would not have been fulfilled. The divinely inspired, infallible scriptures had to be fulfilled. This is the way it's going to be. And with future prophecies, this is the way it's going to be. We can't change it. People preaching against it can't change it. People denying it can't change it. It will be fulfilled. That's God's word. But just believe it. <laughs> And get on with living the Christian life and telling the truth. If, if he had called these legions of angels, the authenticity, authenticity and authority and accuracy of the scripture would all be in doubt. We couldn't trust it. Thus it must be, Peter, that this, be, this happened at Scripture might be fulfilled. Peter, if you knew your Bible, you wouldn't draw your sword out. <laughs> Folks, today, if you knew your Bible and knew what the Lord is going to do, you wouldn't argue against it. And the time wasted by, by people having to look into, as was mentioned this morning, the, all the heresies and things that are going around today, Christians have to spend all the time defending the faith, and we are to do that. Jude tells us to that, Can earnestly contend for the faith which once was delivered to the saints. We are to do that, but the time that is spent in doing that where it could be spent otherwise by these people who love the truth wouldn't be wasted like it is. And I don't know how many papers I've written, not papers in two papers, but pages of of studies and it probably helps me the Lord knows <laughs> I need to be strengthened in the word and look through the word and back and forward and compare scripture with scripture to know that I believe what is that it is truth <laughs> but the countless pages I have written sometimes I've got a file no I've got a file I've got a, whole, a, a little shelf thing over there stick them in and I pull them out and when was that what question was I asked what was put put to me um, <clears throat> oh <laughs> Anyway, the her retreat there, verse 55. And the, and the same hour Jesus said to the multitude, Are you come against this thief with swords and staves to take me? I sat daily with you, teaching you in the temple, and you laid no hold on me. Am I dangerous? Why come in the night? I've been completely accessible during the daytime in the temple where your place of authority is. He'd overturned the tables there twice. Why didn't you do it then, you bunch of cowards? This is what the Lord's saying to them. This is the cohort of the crowd, Judas's crowd, that came out. You bunch of cowards, you're using the element of surprise, not for the Lord, but for the disciples it was. 
this show of force under the cover of darkness in a lonely, quiet place where you know I prayed? Judas knew that. Cowards try to corner you when no one else is around. I found that as a pastor. I don't share that from here. I can share. I'll share one. I won't give names. I answered the phone once. I think it was a Monday. And I got a phone call. Can I come and visit you? Okay, yes, you can come visit. I'm fishing. Okay, you can come. <laughs> come and visit me. That's fine. If someone and I've got time, I've got time there. I did. They came. But they came in tow. There's a man with a woman. And I said, oh, what's going on here? I had no idea. <laughs> I came in and sat down and then they're into it <laughs> with using the Bible too. Wham, wham. This is what the Bible says. Wham, wham. And I couldn't believe what happened. They didn't park out the front. At the time, they were going to be the best man at a man who was going to remarry. And they knew I didn't agree. And they were coming to me to tell me how wrong I was. And the person they went to to get remarried has been divorced again. Second time round. And so they started hammering this home and they were pulling the scriptures out that I haven't studied for a while and said, I can't remember everything. You just remember what you can. And so they really at it for about an hour and a half. And I said, no. I'm not going to believe what you're saying. It's wrong. I've studied it before. I know it's wrong. I may not be able to give an answer right now, but I know it is wrong. But they pick on you in a lonely place, in a quiet place, where, they, where you're not prepared. You know, it was the day after Sunday, Monday. You know, it's the pastor's Monday. You're not always prepared at that time. Well, the Lord was ready for these the disciples weren't. But they come thinking they were, had the element of surprise. That the scripture again might be fulfilled. There are 30 prophecies just in the New Testament concerning this time and the capture of the Lord Jesus. Not, not counting the old, not even thinking of the Old Testament, all the other prophecies that have been fulfilled and are yet to some of many to be yet fulfilled. Hundreds of them, if you read the Old Testament and New Testament. Uh, <clears throat> that it might be fulfilled. Jesus' chosen ones or called ones are mentioned here. What did, you, what did all the disciples do? They fled and forsook him. And again and again he had told them that he was going to die, but it hadn't sunk in. And they, in fright, fled. The Lord, in a moment, had been forsaken, betrayed, and left alone. That the scriptures might be fulfilled of the prophets. Then all the disciples forsook him and fled. It's, it's too late. I really wanted to get to the next, and I've chosen the hymn for the next bit, but we won't go there. We've gone long enough. What about us? Are we faithful to the Lord? Faithful to his word? Are we ca causing troubles in the life of those that are trying to minister the word and preach the word faithfully? I pray that we don't. You know, the Lord will fulfill his word 
The Lord's going to have his way. Just accept it, believe it, and live it in our Christian life. You know, <clears throat> this is a good old book, isn't it? <laughs> it's going to happen. Just believe it. Don't try to change it. Accept it. The Lord can have his way. You know, the, uh, the Lord can call and do whatever he wants. And as you grow older as a Christian, the Lord puts you through some stronger and harder tests. But it just strengthens your faith and resolve to, I'm gonna, you know, right to the end. I'm not going to keel over, spiritually speaking. Though the enemy rise like a flood against those that preach truth. <clears throat> Pray for pastors around our country. I have to ring one tonight because they're, they're going through some hard times got a message and it's three days old already but I just got it late last night the enemy's on the attack he's trying to silence us all don't let him silence you don't give in don't back down with the Lord's strength be bold and take a stand let's close with prayer thank you Lord for <clears throat> the word that is so sure it's true and it will be fulfilled Thank you, Lord, for your faithful people that have come tonight to fellowship around the table and to hear the word. May we have complete confidence and not back down in the face of the enemy, not flee as cowards and not draw our own swords, but your sword in defense of truth. Bless us now in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat>